Damaged Goods Podcast. You're doing it for free, baby. Okay, Noah Goldman, least favorite cities in America, in the United States of America, top Cle- three. Cleveland. Okay, let, let's not even do cities. States. Least favorite states, because a mean, city can redeem a state. Let's get let's get explicit. All right, I mean... Uh, Prepare it, to be it, offended it's if it's you live in these states. Me, so like, it's it's got to be Iowa, Ohio, and... Ohio, yes. Can Ohio count twice? <laughs> That's how... I mean, it's big. It's actually on the low. It's a big-ass it state. Noah Goldman's from Chicago, so he's right in the middle. These are all cities in his radius. Ohio, I travel for work all the time. I'm in all these cities, in all these states, in all these parts of Americas, right? Doing shit musically. Ohio, we're in these, all these cities in Ohio. Ohio fucking sucks. I'm sorry if you're from Ohio. It's like, dude, it's, it's rough. Have you spent time in Cincinnati? Or like, have you been through this? Yeah, I've done mad shows there, uh, days off. Even before that, me and Skip would do deliveries there. I've been to Cincinnati mad times. It sucks. I got some. I mean, like, I, honestly, I don't know about the right, southern. Right, right southern by the water, where it's like Kentucky's across the water. Mm-hmm. Like the downtown is, they're like revamping it. Right, right. I think it's closer to the Bengals play. But dude, Cincinnati overall, pretty brutal. Uh, Cleveland, Youngstown, fucking what's dude, the other Cleveland's one? Cleveland's the worst. What's the I other have one? Cus- Akron, and there's another one that's brutal Actually, too. There, there's tons of cities there, but uh, like, what's the other one that's brutal? Like where they sell crack out. Columbus. Yeah. That Columbus is like my least favorite, almost. All of all Ohio cities. Yeah, but I, I got uh, I got cousins in the Cleveland area. And Should I we got some... stop shitting on Ohio all the way? What's your third least favorite state? <laughs> no, let's let's you get it. Iowa, let's really Ohio. go into uh, Ohio. I'm gonna lose. I got some. I know. I got some listeners. I, I don't know what the third one is because you know me. Florida. I'm like an optimist. What about Florida? Dude, I don't know. Florida. I don't know shit about Florida. You've never been there. Uh, when I was a kid. Look, I'll like, tell you this. Miami, pretty cool for a couple of days. A couple days. Florida, pretty shitty. It's like it's people see Miami and they see Orlando and they think that's Florida, but that's not. Florida is a bigger state and it's really like Alabama, Georgia, like Arkansas. When you're not in Orlando or Miami, it's like the south. Is the south? Can I say Missouri? I mean, what's really good with Missouri? I like. I've had some real good fun times in St. Louis, St. Louis, dude. Or East, wait, wait, where is East St. Louis, Illinois? Yep. Yep. I've had more fun in East St. Louis. All these shady strip clubs were almost so there died. we go. Missouri. But I've had a lot of fun in St. Louis. And then what else is in Missouri? Springfield, Missouri. I have had great record shopping. Isn't Kansas City in Missouri? Well, there's two. This is where we get in this fucking predicament. There's two Kansas cities. There's one in Missouri. But and there's one the in same, Kansas. It's the same general area. It's just like Kansas City East has St. Louis some... is still like greater St. Louis. Yeah. It's just in Illinois. Yeah. And like, All right. So touche. So if we're counting those. I don't know. But like I, I Kansas City I isn't say... bad. There's some good barbecue there. It's not, Missouri's say... not that bad. Right. I'd like. I'm just saying that because I can't think. I can't think of a third state. What about you? What do What do you got? Ohio, Florida. I kind of like. Kind of don't like Connecticut. Being from Massachusetts, right, and doing well, yeah, the Boston. What's, what's New- actually in Connecticut? So let, it like, fucking this is my sucks. Point, Great right? call. You're going from Boston to New York all the time. My whole life, it's New York, Massachusetts. It's Connecticut. Half of it 
is wants to be associated with New England, which it is. It's a New England state. The other half wants to be the tri-state, which it is, which is New Jersey, New York, Connecticut. So it's like you got these floaters. It's, I mean, yeah, I got my peoples in Hartford and New Haven, Bridgeport. I've had some blasts. Yeah, but those cities but still like, fucking suck. Connecticut's dude. shit, man. And I drive through dude, the oh. shitty liquor laws that close at 8. Yo, you remember the time we were driving in New York and my car's transmission, transmission died just on the fucking highway. died? And we oh. we had to uh, stay in that gas station in a rural ass town, a no name. It town was like outside of Hartford, I want to say. Yeah, because it was close to the bus station. And we like we the dude unlocked. You got to tell it was the a story. Ga- yeah, okay. My transmission died. We were on our way to New York. I had a we were show. stranded. I called like AAA or like Honda, you know, roadside assistance or whatever, so they could tow it. But we were stranded in this random like mom and pop gas station on a Friday night. There oh, was yeah. some like 19, 20 year old dude who was just Running working the there, holding holding it down. And this is like 10 at night. Yeah. And uh, and he was like, you know, we were just waiting around. He was like, can I help you? You know, you know, can I do anything for you? And I was like, nah, because because I, I knew I was getting it towed because yeah. I was in Boston living in Boston. So what am I going to like leave my car yeah, in some random ass spot in Connecticut, Connecticut for two hours like, away? for a week or longer i didn't even know what was wrong with it but so he was cool we were just like chilling hanging out i remember it was raining outside yep. and like we rolled up some some like tubage and uh it's the best we part. were like best part we're like uh yo uh we blaze this but it was like pouring outside want to be inside and it was yeah. it was like a mechanic shop too so the the they had all sorts of like customers cars just like uh, parked, other people's cars parked in the parking Not lot ours waiting to get repaired or whatever and he just opened up some yeah. random toyota camry or Hilarious. something and he was like yeah it just uh we, he let go, us basically just... hot box another customer's cars that they're working on that was probably going to pick it up in the morning he let the far of us yeah probably you, like monday you, or tuesday me, Stephanie, or whatever and i think my my girlfriend at the time yeah and we let us just smoke mad weed in this other people's car not even your car which is why didn't we do that i think it was already towed oh, at that towed, time yeah uh, touche yeah, no, no, you're right. It probably yeah, and was. then we were like calling a cab. We had to take a cab. This to was the, before to the bus. Uber and Lyft days oh, for yeah, all this you like youngins out there. Six. What's what's the age range of this podcast listening? Uh, it's about our age and a little younger, maybe a couple of years older. It's like millennials, old millennials. So y'all remember early what Gen it was X's. like back in you know 2004. No, this 2000, is like 2006. I feel like. Well, still. Whatever. Y'all yeah. remember no before the ride Uber. shares? Uh, so we we had to call a cab to the uh, to the Jackson. bus station or the to or Hartford's the, bus station, which is a notorious Greyhound station. I mean, bus stations in, in general, general. Are fucking suck. But this but one is the, they quoted great. us like sixty bucks. It was like or yeah, fifty from, or sixty bucks. And we were like asking the 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 guys at the gas station, like, does that sound right? And they were like, oh, they didn't know. I don't, shit. I don't they know. Probably were high as so we paid us. it or we agreed to pay it. And sure yeah. enough, it was like a five-minute, ten-minute. Yeah, it was ride. mad close, we like, dude. They were ah, trying to rape they, they our fu- pockets. No, they did. They they got over. And, and they know that though, because they know they got you, because you're like stuck in the middle of nowhere before Uber, and we're trying to get to the bus station, and so we we went to the Hartford bus station, which is a shady ass bus station, and we we didn't even get to go to New York. We had to take a Greyhound back to Boston, which was extra brutal. And we were all tired and angry, but at least we got high in somebody else's car, and that made it like fun. I think we slept halfway on the bus. I remember, yeah, I remember you like stretching across the mm-hmm. aisles and long legs, baby. Still didn't seem that comfortable. Definitely not. Those I rem- buses. I, I are think not I, I think I had a, like a serious leg cramp at some point, but 
you know, Greyhound you tr- buses. Try being my height, buses. taking buses, taking planes. Dude, it's brutal. I don't want to. Yeah, that that sounds terrible. You don't want to be this high. No. I pay extra to get like the uh, what you want to call it? It's the, the um, exit row, the exit or the, or the front or the, seat. The exit rows suck because they won't let you shut the windows if it's a daytime thing. So you got the sun peeking in. I don't know why they isn't need that to be just open. Uh, during landing and takeoff. I don't know. I mean, I thought so, but then I was on this American flight flying back from fucking St. Louis, and they wouldn't let me do it the whole time. That doesn't sound very American to me. And I had to pull a goddamn all-nighter. Is this America? It's not America I'm, I'm sorry. It's, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. Is this America? Apparently not on American Airlines or Delta or United or any of the major shitty airlines. How? Why does flying suck? 9-11? I don't know. No. You know what? So, like, right after 9-11 happened, I think I flew... A week and a half later to Cali from Boston, and it was awesome. It was like wide open. There was like ten people on the. Planes. Yeah, that's because everyone is still scared. Terrified. Fucking shook ones. Yeah, I've never. R.I.P. Like, Prodigy. Oh, yeah, R.I.P. We're still. I was banging Prodigy the last three days. Yeah, uh, we've been in mourning. I uh, I pulled up to surf today and yesterday, banging Mob Deep, and so you know in California. Most of the people that surf, like, I'm sure they listen to all kinds of music, but when you go to, like, the surf spots, you don't hear a whole bunch of hip-hop, especially not, like, East Coast 90s, like, grimy, mob-deep shit, you know, and, like, you got surfers, and, like, surfers be on their shit. Some of these surfers are old people. They're, like, mellow, hippied-out dudes. Some dudes are like, yeah, man, young surfer, punky kids, like, so I pulls up and, like, banging mob-deep at the beach, and I get out and... My whole, I, I wear like basketball shorts to, to surf instead of regular shorts and I change. I wear like Adidas shower sandals, you know, like. Shell toes while you I look surfing. very East Coasty, but then I get out there and I, I do my thing. I shred it up. Do you really surf in shell toes? That's what you no, told I, me earlier. I don't. I do not surf in shell toes. That's why'd you tell me that earlier? I was probably uh, fabricating the story to be glorious. Dude, dudes out there in shell toes and in fucking toes. Kango. Like just shredding, shredding. I could surf shredding. in Kango. The voice you're hearing alongside mine, if you guys haven't listened uh, to the previous episode, which you might hear first, you might hear this one second, because on Damaged Goods, I like to freak it out. This is my main man, Noah Goldman. He's an architect. He's an artist, former graffiti writer, live and direct from Chicago. He's a, and he's a dear friend of mine, and uh, he has vast musical knowledge. But can we, can we uh, clarify here? I'm just I'm just a working man. Now you're a working days. man. You're the I'm tough guy. Working man. The working man's a tough guy. I gave guy. up the architecture. I, you didn't I, give it up. You might be on a hiatus, dude. Nah, nah. You gave it up. For, for it's real. all gone. Yeah, for it's all. done. All right, wow. We I'm not doing groundbreaking. You're done. You're 100 percent throwing away something you put. Let most me of your let life me tell into. the listeners. For those of you who don't know, and most people don't, architecture, terrible, terrible profession. Is it? Yeah. Well, why is it? Because, is it not a lot of jobs? Um. Yeah. And it's totally dependent on the co- the economy, and uh, it's not like it, you're you're mostly fucking designing bullshit for rich ass douchebags. Of course, though. Well, what did you think it was going to be when you got into it? I don't know. I thought I would like designing like sh- home shelters and schools for poor kids and like awesome shit. Yeah, you really thought so? No, I mean I I didn't think about it much, you know. Oh. But but I wanted to do something greater, and then. Um, once I got into the profession, I realized that, you know, you're totally beholden to the client and the people with money usually fucking have have terrible taste and you're just designing bullshit or parking spaces. And then to top it all off, uh, the amount of school that you have to go through mm. and the fact that. I mean, it's really you. You do need like a vast. You have, you have to have a degree in it to really get in, right? You have to go to higher education to get into. Yeah, architecture. for sure. You can't and, just come out the gate. And with skills. and and when you come out of that that 
schooling, you still have a long road, like 10, 15 years ahead of you before you can actually take control of of a project and do it from start to finish. And that's only if you're you have the luxury of of knowing someone with money who's going to pay you to to do that, who wants your services. And to top all that off, there's so much liability involved and you got to make sure that the client, you know, wants something that is in in line with your aesthetic and it's not that that it so, doesn't pay that well. So it doesn't like, pay that let well. Let me ask you, like, so other kids who are becoming architects who are your age, early Don't thirties, right? Are they? Is this like the common thread? Is this something that a lot of people are finding to be the case once they come out of uh, school for architecture? Once they get in the real, quote unquote, real world? Once they work architecture gigs for a while? Is this something that a lot of kids are finding out? Are they feeling like the higher education spent on architecture was bullshit? Uh, I mean, if, if you, you, did, you if, didn't get any signs of this when you were no, I did. Yourself. No, I oh, did. You did. I did. And yeah. what, why did you continue to push through? Um, mostly for uh, for for two reasons: one, to to get the degree, just to have a degree, so you can get a job. Yeah, to 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 further myself, you know, because despite you know, I I I know that you and I have talked about uh, whether or not a degree is worthwhile. And uh, sorry, burping. burping. That, we ate a bunch of crabs earlier. A bunch man. of crab and crab shrimp and crawfish and, and crawfish. And crawfish. We anyway, got all occasioned out. Um. Uh. And what crabby. was I talking about? Talking architecture. About how, yeah. Architecture degree. Um. <laughs> degree in architecture. No, having a degree, just a, co- a college degree. Uh. As 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 shitty as it sounds, you know, yeah. like it just will open up a few more doors. In, and in, in that profession, right? No, just in. Well, yeah, I mean, I in know general, having having a college degree versus someone who for has like it's it's absolutely necessary if you want to become an architect for sure, for sure. But 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 the greater point, what I was saying is that I I got a, I caught a whiff that that it wasn't all what I what I thought it was going to be. I grew up in in a, a suburb of Chicago where a very frame, famous uh, American architect, very famous Frank Lloyd Wright, yeah, he uh, started his career there. And so, and then Chicago in general just has one of the a, best in the, a great, in the country. Great architecture, modern architecture. So I, you know, I just got intrigued by that whole cream of the crop. Yeah, uh, you were you were raised around the best shit, right? In, and and in you know, profession. in the same way that I think that a lot of musicians, you know, you love music, you may be a fan of of whatever uh, larger scale musician, and you think, okay, I want to do that when I when I get older, when I'm when yeah. I'm on my own for myself. And then, as you start to to really do that as a career or a profession, you see the you start workings, to realize yeah. that the inner workings yep. and and how much work it is and how much uh, how, how much bullshit. compromises you may have to make in order to That's to step forward. And, you know, I just I, I I just felt like fuck it. it you know, took I, the passion I, out of it almost. right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and and then uh, I think uh, architecture specifically different than maybe music or, or other artistic professions is it's not what, uh, what I thought it was, you know, mm. it, there's, there's so much, uh, legalese and codes. And, uh, you know, as I stated earlier moments ago, you know, you're beholden to the client and, and you've got to work, you've got to get that paycheck. Yeah. So sometimes you're going to take on projects that maybe your heart fucking totally hate. isn't you in fucking it. Hate. Right. No, I mean my first two or three jobs, like 
I had zero interest in the stuff that I was working on. But you're just like, doing it to go through the motions. I was just like, all right, well, I need rep, a job, right? yeah. you know, like, and, and I was learning stuff. So I don't necessarily regret it. But um, yeah, I tapped out. I tapped out. I'm not enough. I'm not uh, doing it. No more. Doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm done. Dunzo. You know, it's like an interesting, like, thing is that like people I know who are so artistic, whether it's architecture, uh, painting, music whatever it is acting like i know people who are in all these professions and you know they've been in them since they were either in their teens or early 20s and some of them are in their early 30s or mid 30s or late 20s and they've either had you know bouts of success or like close things or steady shit or maybe not too much like in the in the in like the spotlight but behind the scenes they've had a little run or whatever it is and then like you know you have all these lofty dreams and goals and then Certain, certain professions, especially the artistic ones, it's in, I think it's like an, more exhausting than your average job because it's not just your time and your effort, but you, you also like are invested maybe like emotionally or like your heart's in it. But then when you have to do things that, like you said, that you you can't put your heart into, you're just going through the motions to do these like you know skeletal works and you just don't like it. It starts to suck out your passion. And then I've I've known a lot of people myself semi-included who have gone through those those fucking stages where you're just losing the, the the passion and the will to do what you originally like because you've had to do so much of the shit you don't like that it just sucks it out of you and you just want to like jump ship or you're like done with it you you see through all the holes in it you know and uh and it just takes away your like do you even like architecture anymore do you like to look at it yes okay so it For still sure. stimulates you as a quote-unquote a fan i don't know what the word is in a a fan I mean, of I, I guess, yeah, a fan. I'm just would, liking it to music. I, I would just say, like, you know, I, I, I have appreciation for the people that do it and do it well, and I, I still have an interest in it as, like, an aesthetic. It's kind of, like, similar to, I think, what what maybe the fashion industry would be, where it's, like, I can appreciate good architecture. I can, Even like, if you, I can yeah. talk shit on bad architecture. Well, you I still can, know your shit. Right, I can, can critique it. But in terms of trying to make a living on that, I'm all set. I'm all set. I'm I'm not I'm not in that. Is liberating? Is that a liberating feeling? Yeah, it was. It is. I, I you know what? My music thing, like I consciously made an effort not an effort, I made a choice when I was at like my like a, my I talk about this on here, so if you've heard this before, apologies. But uh when I was at like the peak of my solo hip hop shit, like my best time when I had shit on the commercial radio stations and we were taking meetings with labels and I was touring. It's when I was getting pushed to make more records for radio and do things that I really didn't want but I was like so excited about the the, the success that we were getting the, with the possible success that we'd follow. I was going through the motions because my, you know, no disrespect to any of these guys but my radio promoter at the time, my manager at the time, all these guys in my ears like, that was an awesome record, we got good now you got to make this kind of joint and then this one and I was doing all this shit because I was like, oh man, we're right there, we're right there. And I fucking was making records that I fucking hated. And I've got, now I've got 12, 15 records. And like, no, nah, this one's too street, this one's too commercial. Like, you know, like they're going in my ears and I'm not even listening to myself anymore. I'm listening to all these other people who aren't even creative. They're just business folks that are working for me. They don't even know how to make a song. But yet I'm listening to them and I'm doing it because I'm so hungry for that. And then I finally had to step back. I'm like, wait, I just did 15 fucking records that I fucking hate. This is the one I like. And I, I just freaked out. 
and that's when I stopped and I, I went and started a band. I literally abandoned my career, my solo rap career at the at the apex. Cause I just hated all the bullshit. I was like, let me go start a band and we're gonna get on this other shit. Cause I hate this shit over here. Was that when you were like doing all those mixtapes? As it was like all the, the J the S shit, yeah. like the, right up to the last days, the wish you were here, shit, all the shit, that shit, that hip hop shit, I was proud of. The shit I was like into that was doing good for me. And then we got to the last days and we had a radio record on that album that was dope. And then that's when they were like, make make another one, make another radio record. But I didn't have an album coming, so I was just recording. Records that were meant for commercial radio, satellite radio, this and that, and I was just fucking hating, hating going through those motions, and I was just I lost my path, and I just bailed. I was like, fuck it, I'm totally done with it. I'm totally done. I have no desire for that. I'm gonna have this band, and we're gonna go do this shit. We're gonna tour. We're gonna play the kind of music we want. It's gonna be funky and weird. It's gonna sound like X, Y, and Z, and fuck it, you know? Hell yeah. You gotta do that sometimes. You gotta, I mean, you freak out. Sometimes you gotta pivot. Sometimes you gotta know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. That's probably the only country, that's a country song. It's probably the only country song I'll ever sing on here. Maybe the, there's a Willie Nelson song or two. Which one? Uh, I don't know. Uh, what, Burn Down the House? The House is Burning? He has, doesn't he have a house song? I don't know. I don't really know. I thought he had a Willie Nelson. I thought he had a house burning song. I don't know. So, so I'll tell you what, though. Our house. So did Willie it, Nelson, like, like, like a lot of young hip-hop artists right now, Willie Nelson has, like, weed, right? They're, like, like weed strains, and they sell it. Like, you know, Wiz Khalifa has one. Freddie Gibbs has one. And, and Willie has one. So I was in... Shout um, out to Gary. I was on tour somewhere recently. I'm blanking on the city. We could have been in a million different cities. And uh, I, my tour manager came back with you know one of his guys is a is a is a roadie for willie and i don't know was in town and he brings us a pre-roll like if you guys don't know what a pre-roll is it's usually shit that's either sold at a dispensary or whatever and it's a pre-roll joint and usually pre-roll joints are like they're not they're cheap they're not the best they're not packed tight they're kind of loose they don't burn well and there's not really a lot of weed in them it's not the best deal my boy gets this fucking willie nelson pre-roll it's diesel and it's tight and it smells fucking awesome. And we smoked this Willie Nelson pre-roll. And it was some of the best weed we smoked on that whole tour. It hands down the best signature weed I've ever smoked of any artist, quote unquote, whatever. And the best pre-roll. But it was it was gnarly. It was gnarly. And it was super tasty. Got us extra glazed one and a half times. It's awesome. Willie. Willie. Willie's the man. Willie's the man. We were talking about when we were listing off shitty cities, there was another list that we were gonna do. But I forgot what it was. You have rec- do you recollect? You do not. I recollect. don't. I have no idea. That's all right. What it's time right. is it? Like one thirty in the morning. It's late. It's a late. It's a late night hour. But this is like this is the, what do they call the witching hour? Salem, this is where I like Salem, to do. Massachusetts. I like to do a lot of writing at this hour, whether it was music or non-music writing or just artistic shit, because I feel like it's late. Most people are gone. Do you have They've gone to bed? They're sleeping. Do you do you quiet. consider yourself to have insomnia? My mother has insomnia, or so she is always claimed, but I, I would say it's real because she literally like never sleeps. She's up all night. I have a hard time getting to sleep. I don't think it's insomnia. I think it's just my anxiety. Like I said, I, I used to be uh, prescribed Klonopin and Ambien at different times to help get to bed because of my restless mind and was just too much going on. Um, but I don't think it was insomnia. Once I slept, I could sleep. It was getting to sleep. That was for me. It was like the racing mind. Isn't that insomnia, though? Maybe it is. I mean, my, my, my mother, like, she'll sleep 
wake up two hours later and be up for two hours and then go back to bed. Like, I'm good once I get there, but it's hard to get there. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, like, that's a tough one. And, like, that's that racing mind shit. That's the anxiety. That's why people will take prescription drugs to go to bed or, like, smoke mad weed. I take all these herbal sleeping pills. Always. And like, I much prefer What's the those. one that you've been... Uh... Rocking lately? Yeah. The no. valerian root? No. Melatonin. No, you Passion offered flower. it. You'd offered it Hops. to me at the wedding. Maybe it's not for sleep, but you were like, you want some five HTP? Yes. What the fuck is that? I talk, I talk about, about this on here. What this is, is this is a, a great thing that anybody who's not on a prescription drug, I'll say this very clearly right now. If you are on an SSRI or an antidepressant or an anti-anxiety medication, do not take this. Do not. If you're on other medication, maybe check with your doctor. Maybe not. I don't know. But those things do not mix this. Five uh, HTP. It's a it's a neurotropic. It, it has like tryptophan and shit in it. It's it's all natural. This is herbal shit. This is not a prescription. It doesn't come in an orange bottle from some fucking pharmaceutical drug lord company it comes trying to in kill a, you in a turkey. Yeah, you got to get this as like some Whole Foods ass fucking. But it's like basically a tur- shit. turkey leg. It right? has turkey legs in it, which okay. is the tryptophan. But it has these other things, right? It it is basically the precursor to serotonin. So when you take it, it reintroduces serotonin to your brain. So if you're somebody like myself who suffers from like low mood depression, basically, which is depression, right? Like low mood things, this helps keep your mood up, right? But if you like a party motherfucker, you're out drinking, you're doing MDMA or ecstasy or molly or blow or like shrooms or any of these substances, especially booze, they'll lower your, they suck your serotonin out. They just destroy your serotonin. The next day to not feel like you want to kill yourself, like you don't want to die, take some 5-HTP. It puts the mood up. I mean, I take it every day just so I don't feel like shit because, you know, that's where I'm at. But uh, but you can take this shit just after partying. It's all natural. It's all good. Just make sure you're not on SSRIs or antidepressants. 5-HTP. Get it any, like, health food, nerdy fucking health spot. Actually, CVS and shit be having them sometimes. So but, it's a... Uh... It's a neurotropic. Legal. It's all stuff. natural. It's legal. Oh, it's okay. all good. Let's, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about something. You know I love these things. Have you ever heard of Kratom? Okay, I can talk to you all day about Kratom. Okay. We what we do you know? What do you know? Oh, uh, let, well, what do have I you done? Know? Have you done Kratom? So my mother's ex-boyfriend is, uh, or was, um, I guess you call him like a... A Kratom he, dealer. He, well, well, <laughs> he was an herbalist slash homeopathic doctor. Like he right, went to like right. school for it. He has his own fucking clinic, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but one of the main things that they use is Kratom, right? Kratom, if you don't know, I don't know exactly. And by the way, we don't know everything on this damaged goods mm-hmm. shit. So don't quote And by us. the way, nobody knows everything about Kratom because yes. it's a synthetic new Well, it's not shit. synthetic. It's natural. All right. So this is the thing. It grows naturally and it has opioid-like properties, right? right? So my mother's boyfriend, my mother has Lyme's disease, which is sometimes like intense arthritis on parts of your body, a lot of physical pain, right? He would make it in a tincture to drink for her to like ease the physical pain because it has like opiate-like properties. It really relaxes your body. It makes it okay to cope with it. And it also kind of like can ease you to sleep. So sometimes I come over to their house, and maybe I like, and like there was times I had like a flu, like a body flu, like when you feel like a bus hit you. And uh, they would give me this shit to drink, and it would just totally make my body feel mellow, along with other, like, you know, cold medicine, and I would be able to go to sleep. Um, Did it taste like shit? Absolute poop. It's the worst. It's not as bad as ayahuasca, but it tastes like shit when you drink it. But you can get it in capsules. 
But but there's like it, there was so in a, a couple states a couple years ago. I don't know if it's going on. There was kratom bars where people would go and drink kratom. It gets you like I said. It's like opiate like properties. So it gets you kind of like wavy, kind of warm and fuzzy if you were to abuse it. I don't never seen anybody abuse it. I've never have. But the I, I, have, bars. I have some friends who take it daily. Well, I have friends who take it who used to do opiates, like who used to eat them mm-hmm. on heroin or Oxycontin or Percocet, and they use it now, which is not a great thing to wean off with because it's still pretty addictive, I've heard. Kratom? Yeah, in, if, if, if you had an opiate problem. Well, yeah, I mean, like, addiction's addictions. You know? If you have an opiate problem. Can we problem, talk about... Um, we can talk about whatever you want, but it's damaged goods. We I open feel, book in it. I feel like... Um, uh, the the this the the stigma around around certain drugs, heavy drugs, hard drugs, yeah. and I, I'm not condoning the stigmas around drugs in America are fucked. Right. So, like, what did we always learn growing up in, in the in the Reagan era, as you and I did? Just in, say in, no. Just say no. Just say and no. and also like, if you do heroin once, you're done. You're, you're done. Right. You're gonna you smoke be weed once. You're gonna do every you, drug you, in the world. If you smoke crack, you're addicted. You smoke right? weed, you're gonna smoke crack and shoot. I heroin. I want to say this. Um. Uh. You know, definitely there are certain drugs that are that have highly addictive properties. Um, but I think that that uh, notion is a pure fucking fallacy. Yeah. Right. Agreed. So that I've known people who have who have done heroin, who have tried heroin, who have, who have smoked crack, who have done meth. They're not addicted. Yeah. They, they tried it a couple of times. And I feel like one thing that is that is missing from that conversation there's is no that, truth in that, that conversation. there's. There are uh, certain people uh, who are susceptible to addiction. Yeah. Period. They don't tell period. you that. Period. They don't tell you whether that. Whether it be drugs, whether it be gambling, alcohol, whether it be adrenaline gambling, rushes, whether it be sex, jumping off plane, right? or planes with So those backpacks. are the same people that would get addicted to, to a substance, but they might get addicted to, to working. They yeah. might get addicted to sex, you know, whatever. Um, and uh, Masturbation. So... I'm not saying for 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 all the uh, you know 13 year olds that are listening out there, you know, don't go do them. Don't go do them, but but uh know that uh there's there's uh we're not we're not having the full conversation. Well, here. that's yo, what, I had a homie school me this, to this this point. And he was like, back then they tell you all these things are bad, but they would tell you weed was like the worst thing ever and it would lead to all this horrible shit, right? And then what probably happens is mad people smoke weed. And they're like, this isn't that bad. This is fine. So what else were they lying about? So maybe I should try this heroin, this crack, this acid, this molly, this whatever. Because they lied about this weed and this shit is fine. So they needed to be a little more transparent. They're like, you know what? Actually, this weed isn't that bad. Right? This weed isn't that bad. And maybe this isn't that bad, but it's a little worse. And this one is really bad. But, you know, like there was no honesty. Well, I just There was just blanket statements on everything. I feel like... um, Really, it, it has less to do with the substance and more to do the with person. the person taking it. But you know they because, can't make laws around people. Like, well, though. yeah, I'm not talking about laws. I'm just talking about honest conversations with, we don't with have those in particularly young people who, who are susceptible to experimentation. Dare it's to keep the same thing. It's the same thing with, like, sex. You know, like we don't have it, those honest combos either. It, uh, well, some, some people do. My, par- my parents were Parents pretty, do. Parents do. I'm talking some, about, like— some organizations or or like uh i don't know i mean it it depends you know like i i grew up in a liberal suburb of chicago and there was there was pretty honest uh sexual education where i came from yeah that's good 
I mean, they didn't. Touché. They didn't. They didn't go for the the fear absence route. Touche. You know, they talked to us about pregnancy and how it happens. Um, oh, no, come on. They didn't uh, instill a lot. I mean, there was some fear. Like we're talking, you know, the the late '80s, early '90s. So AIDS was fucking popping huge. So there was a lot of fear and uh, uh, caution surrounding that. But still, I, I I feel that the way I grew up personally, and thankfully and fortunately. Uh, there was there was a, a pretty healthy conversation about uh, sex and sexual activity, and it wasn't like super super discouraging. I'm I'm sure that there was still some some tainted uh, 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 messages put out towards me, but for the most part, that paired with my parents' uh, open upbringing was yeah. was pretty. Uh, well, I think like le- you- led to a to a good place for me personally. I think like what you're talking about right there is something like that open conversation, whether it's about drugs and alcohol and substances or sex or even like the way the system works and what's legal and what's not legal. What's like what's what's the law and what's not is different than what's right and what's not, right? You know what I'm saying? Like not all laws are just. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right? And so those kind of conversations oftentimes are more held by parents or or, or family members and friends rather than institutions. But I think those are the open conversations that can really dictate which direction someone's going to go in with those things and like with a lot of artists like people i meet with you know and that i interact with in my life whether musicians uh visual artists actors dancers architects fucking chefs the whole nine there's a lot of people in the arts and this is something we talk about a lot on the podcast is that uh you know like substances are, are a constant theme in a lot of artistic people's lives you know and 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 like the way they get into those substances and some of them are real substances some of them is not just smoking weed and cracking a couple beers like some dudes are fucking shooting dope and smoking crackers sniffing meth or whatever it is and like you know how they got into that like what what would their process be in their art in their introduction to these substances if the conversation was different what would it be overall because i feel like if you're told lies then you meet all these other people that are in the profession that you're getting into whether it's music or acting or whatever it is you know and or photography and you start hanging out with these other artists that are older and you look up to as you get into it and everyone's smoking weed or they're doing blow or they're doing this and that. And like you were told all these other things the whole, your whole life that were basically the false compared to what you're seeing. Or maybe not false, but not all the way true. Let's say not or all like the way scare true. scare Yeah, scare tactics. It just shocks you and then you feel like, well, fuck it, they were all lying to me. They were all wrong. Fuck it. These guys are who, who I like want to be like, who I like to be around. I'm going to fucking go with their, the, what they're doing. You know, it's like you're making people jump from one extreme to another. And without the, the honest conversation, the truth, you're missing all this middle ground, which is like moderation, which is healthy. You know what I'm saying? I wonder what it would be like in their art. How would their art be different? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think I think the, the correlation to those people's arts, that that's kind of like an X factor. But, yeah. you know, I totally agree with with the fact that that. People need to have honest conversations and that if you're not honest, that like you said, there's a chance that, um, you know, if someone was told, like, don't try anything ever, don't drink, don't do drugs, don't smoke cigarettes, don't do anything. And then once they start experimenting for that for themselves and they realize that it's not uh, as as black and white as they were maybe raised to, to believe, then they start to question other things. Uh, and that can be a, a dangerous path when you come down to more serious, uh, addictive, dangerous, yeah. 
damaging and, substances. And they never tell you that everybody's different. Everyone's going to react to things differently, right? right? We, I mean, I had a I had a a high school girlfriend that uh, basically went comatose after smoking some weed <laughs> with us, but that was also I think because she was maybe not uh, living the healthiest lifestyle. She might have had some uh, some eating problems oh. and maybe you know had 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 uh, I mean, not been eating for some healthily. people weed will fuck you up, for right? Some or people. maybe it was just weed, but uh, she she went comatose after smoking a joint with, a with me. And, uh, and you must have I, felt terrified. Yeah, I had to drive her to, to the emergency hospital. Room. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I probably usually it's over like heroin or some shit. You had to do it for weed. That's fucking that's probably should have called nine one one. Honestly, because you know, like when someone is is not conscious uh, for you. No so purpose. you bring it in a hospital. You think was not as fast as nine one one? I don't think it was as smart. Because who knows what was happening to her? I had no idea. We don't. We don't fuck some motherfuckers. But up. but then again, it, it's not even just weed. Like at that point, it was like the X factor. Like I know that. What else she's doing? You don't know. Right. Like who knows? She could have been like shooting heroin yeah. behind my back and it, like had a whole no double clue. life, right? No clue. But uh, yeah, that was a pretty awesome night. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dude, I, we were at a party, and um, what a boner killer. Yeah, it was a pretty big buzzkill. Uh, no hands some, that some, night. some friends, uh, some friends who were also at the party were 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 friends of 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 hers and and called her mom, and uh, her mom actually made it to the hospital before oh, I God. did. She looked so, so I, bad. I mean, I literally pulled up to she the hospital. She must have thought it was and all she, your and fault. And her mother watched her daughter get pulled by the paramedics out of. My car unconscious. Yeah, you looked and, horrible. Yeah, and like then it, like guy. I, you know, because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a decent guy. Yeah, dude, I, he's I, like I, a sweet Jewish I, boy from Chicago. I he's a good man. Stuck around at the hospital, and and her mom hated your guts like, the whole Three time. different doctors. Her no, her mom was was uh, as 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 understanding as she could be in that situation. But like three or four separate people, doctors, her mother, I think uh, another family friend or family member. All pulled me aside and was like, "This is not just marijuana. What else was she?" Yeah, doing? of course. So they're wondering about what you did, you, dude. Would you slip her? Like, but yo, dude, know, it's that's the thing is like some people that substance will get right, them, you know? right. Um, but you know, in hindsight, I laugh on it because it was like, course, yo, dude. I was like seventeen years hey, old, you're a kid, dude. I'm, I'm just like, I'm, I'm and she didn't I'm die. Tripping. No one's hurting. Yeah, she's fine. She's fine, dude. We had a friend, a mutual friend of ours, whose name I won't say, who was so fucking whacked out of his brain. Just to get a eighth of weed, he had no cash. He tried to trade me like the way a crackhead trades you, like uh, you know VCRs and such. He traded me a solo flex machine, like a multi-workout situation. And I was like, at the time, I was like, well, where the fuck am I gonna put this, dude? You gotta, you gotta bring it up to the roof. And he brought it up to the roof of Green Street in JP. I was like, well, you gotta put it together, dude. Like, what the fuck, you know? Like, put, put at least put this shit the fucking together. He's, you know, m- putting it together, missing pieces. It's just a mess. And it was more trouble than it was worth. And I was just like, yeah, all right, here, just, just go. Just fuck out of here. Where did he get that? Did he, like, pull it off the curb, you think? I don't know. I, I think it came from a family member's house. It was, in, it was in great condition. He was just missing a couple key uh, pieces, but it was in fine condition. And he wasn't a crackhead. He was a weed head who had other, you know, issues. I mean, he had, he had mental. Mental issues. Yeah. But, uh, you know, otherwise a good dude. But, you know. Every substance will fuck you up, dude. I've known dudes who, like, I've never smoked fucking crack, and I never would. You couldn't pay me. I know guys who've smoked crack once, and that's it. And, like, I've heard if you smoke crack, you can't smoke it once. But, yeah, this motherfucker smoked it once, and they're fine. 
So, like, it just, they don't tell you that everybody's different. Substance is going to hit you different. They just give you the blanket scare tactic. Don't do this shit or it's going to fucking ruin I mean, your life. I mean, I feel like. Which is probably the best they can do. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I mean, do, no, I don't do think better. that. Yeah, I don't think right. that's do good because I feel like. What a cop um, out in, in the 60s and prior, the, the message surrounding sex was, especially towards women, oh, was like, worst. if you do it once. You're going to get pregnant, you're, and, and you're that's a whore. it. And, and, and you're and, a whore, and, like and you're going so to hell bad. and whatnot. And I feel like for us growing up in the in the '80s, the message surrounding drugs was: if you smoke weed, you're the next thing you it. know, you're going to smoke crack on the street. And if you smoke crack, for crack. you'll be addicted. If you're you done. smoke it once, you're, done. you're addicted, and you're done. You're the done. Next thing your you know, your brain is a fucking sunny side up egg frying in a pan. Exactly, and that is false. So on that note, dude, like, let's, let's smoke some crack. Let's go smoke this rock. Just a little Let's go smoke some crack. If-